Hello, everybody. How are you today? I am fine. <laughs> Where we are about two weeks out from Halloween, I kind of got stuck into this thing in my head of going back in time and remembering what we did at school around Halloween time. And it was a lot of like drawing pumpkins and painting pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and ghosts and all these other things. So then I got stuck on from about 6th or 7th grade up every Halloween in an English class we would read one of Edgar Allan Poe's stories or poems or things like that. Usually it was the Telltale Heart or the Raven, two of his bigger ones. So then I was trying to remember all the things that I knew about him because I remember learning about him and I pretty much remember nothing. So I decided to hop on my computer and learn all I could about him. So. Now I'm gonna teach you. Are you ready? I hope so, because we're gonna go now. Alright, so Edgar Allan Poe was born in 1809. His parents, David and Elizabeth, were actors. And when he was born, they were both performing in a Shakespeare play at King Lear. Lear? Oh, sorry, this is gonna be rough on some of these pronunciations. I'm not good, so bear with me. Um, so they were in Shakespeare's King Lear play the year that he was born so many people think that he was given his name after the earl of gloucester's son edgar there's nowhere that confirms or denies it's just a theory that people have so your guess is as good as theirs whatever you think um sadly it looks like his father was addicted to alcohol and ran out on his family after edgar was born and he was the middle child of three he had an older brother, William Henry Leonard Poe, and he ended up later in life becoming a poet like Edgar. And then his sister, Rosie Poe, was a teacher of penmanship. And his brother, it looks like he died at about 24, so pretty young to be dying. And his mother, Elizabeth, she also died at 24 from tuberculosis, and Edgar was about four when she died so therefore he was orphaned pretty young where his brother wasn't old enough to take care of him and his dad was gone and his mom was dead and we don't know about either of his parents having siblings or if he had grandparents nothing about that so he was orphaned in richmond virginia and at some point he was adopted by a wealthy tobacco merchant named john allen and his wife Frances. And that's where the Alan and his name comes from, is from these people. That's what the part of it, the middle part, he took on his name later. Um, his adoptive father pretty much expected him to go into business and become a Virginia gentleman like he was. But Poe, being a, the creator that he was, wanted to just write. He wanted to be just like his boyhood hero, who was the British poet Lord Byron. And by the age of 13, he had written enough poetry to make a book. But at that point, it sounds like his teachers were pushing his dad to not publish the book because they didn't think it was good enough or didn't want that out there. It doesn't give a reason why. It just says that they convinced him to not let him publish it. Which is sad because what, what things could have been in that book? We don't know what was what kind of poetry was in there if it got published later 
I couldn't find anything about that. So we don't know. Or I don't know. If you know, let me know. <laughs> so that I can know and educate myself better. Um, he published his first book, Tamerlane, at the age of 18. His adoptive parents sent him off to the University of Virginia and for some reason didn't give him all the money he would need to survive. They just sent him out with a little bit. So being the young inquisitive that he was, he decided to take up gambling because, you know, why not? It'll help you get money so that you can pay for all your other expenses. So that's what he did to pay for the things that he needed. But he ended up dropping out of school in 1826 and the whole money issue ended up causing like this huge rift between him and his adopted father, John. <laughs> and ugh, really messed up situation. So where he was his adoptive father. Okay, now to preface this, I did find another article that said that he was his foster father, but adoption seems a little more likely to me where he took their surname as his middle name. Yeah, I, I think that he was adopted, not fostered. But anyway, in his will of his adopted father, he was so upset with Edgar that he ended up leaving everything to an illegitimate child who he'd never even met. So some lady claimed that this was a kid and he ended up leaving him all his money because he was mad at Edgar and property and whatever. And it just says child, so I don't know if that was a boy or a girl. So either way. Um, and then when he was 17, he met and became engaged to Sarah Elmira Royster Shelton when, and she was 15 at the time, but they ended up breaking up for whatever reason it didn't tell me, but at 15 and 17, I'm sure there was some maturity issues here and there, you know. And um, after they broke up, it didn't quite end there. They ended up reconnecting later in life after his first wife passed. And she, Sarah, ended up being a widow at the time. And they were set to be married a couple of weeks after Edgar died. So... They met young, reconnected later, were getting married, and Edgar passed away. So, this poor lady. Um, yeah. And he ended up joining the army, and he served for two years. At one point, he got suspended from West Point. It didn't say why. I tried to find it, but it wouldn't tell me why he was suspended. And that caused some issues with his adoptive father as well, because he costed him more money and yada yada. All the things you'd be upset about as a parent, I guess. And then we jump to him being 27. He married a girl named Virginia Clem, who was 13 years old. So count that. That is about a 14-year gap in age. They actually first met in 1829, when Virginia was seven years old. Seven. Okay, seven. She was a child. They met when he, she was seven. So, he was a little bit older and she was seven years old. And it sounded like at the time that he met her when she was seven, 
he, oh, I'm sorry, six. I don't know why I said seven. Um, he was living with her family, and then when she got to be a little bit older, he asked her mom if he could marry her. So then they got married. He was 27, she was 13. They dated for, it looks like, about seven years and got married in Richmond, Virginia. They also were first cousins, which I guess was common at the time. I don't know. Everything that I read about it said that that wasn't super odd. The weirdest part of their being together at this point would have been their age gap. Their age difference would have been the thing that people had issues with. And where they were first cousins, that means that it was either his mom or dad's side. I don't know if that was adopted or biological. It didn't say. And I looked. So if anybody knows, again, let me know. And it looks like they fudged their marriage license and put her down as being 21 years old instead of 13. So that was a little weird, too. Um, some things about him, he loved ciphers and code breaking. And he once said, um, quote, nothing intel intelligible can be written, which with time I cannot decipher. He loved it so much that he used it in one of his short stories called The Gold Bug, which is a story of William Legrand, which was a man who lived on Sullivan's Island in South Carolina. He, his companion that was with William, captures a golden beetle using a piece of paper and heats the piece of paper and they find that there's some cryptic writing, cryptic writings on it. And they decipher the message and follow the instructions to find treasure. So that one was a pretty cool story. If you want to go and read it, it's called The Gold Bug. Good one. Um, he was most well known for his gothic horror writing, but is credited with also writing the first detective series, which was called The Murders in the Rue Morgue, The Mystery of Mary Ro Roger, and Poor Loined Letter. And it's quoted that Sir Con Arthur Conan Doyle, who created Sherlock Holmes, said that Poe was a major influence on him and how he wrote. And the Sherlock Holmes stories are very well-known, very good written. If you haven't read any of them, go and read them. They're good. Very detailed, very interesting, a lot of twists and turns. Keeps you guessing till the end what's going on. Good stories. Uh, it looks like, too, he is one of the earliest writers credited with writing short stories and an innovator in the genre of science fiction. So, cool that that went back to him. Know who did that now? I had no idea. Um, his work includes short stories, uh, poetry, a novel, a textbook, and a book of scientific theory, and numerous essays and book reviews. And he's also credited with being one of the first people to theorize the Big Bang and how that happened. Did not know it was him. Learning all sorts of things today. It's good. He also was a very athletic teenager. He held a record for swimming six miles up the tidal James River, was a champion long jumper, and enjoyed rowing and hiking. So he wasn't just a writer. He also did things that were good for his body. But it... 
gets sad as he gets to be an adult. He has uh, an addiction with alcohol and ends up drinking too much and loses his job as a magazine editor in 1837 when he had just married his wife, Virginia. And his issues with substance abuse just got worse and worse after she died in 1847 at the age of 24 from tuberculosis, just like his mom. And after his death, he was inspired, after her death, I'm sorry, he was inspired to write the short story, the, Ma the Mask of the Red Death. So if you've ever read that one, that one's about his wife. And in 1945, he, 1845, I typed that in wrong, 18, not 19, 1845, he became an overnight success when he published The Raven. Though his popularity didn't bring him money and wealth and help him get out of poverty, the poem did shoot up his fame so people knew who he was. So there is a story of the kids would chase him down the street, flapping their arms and caw at him, at which time he would turn around and reply, nevermore. Which if you don't know what that's in reference to, go read The Raven or... Weird suggestion, I know. There is, from one of the earliest seasons of The Simpsons, one of their Halloween episodes, they do the raven, the poem, in one of their segments, and it's Homer. So if you don't want to read it, go watch that and it'll give you the gist. Because they stay pretty true to the poem. And in 198... Whoa, that's another 19 wrote that wrong. Okay, in 1848 he met Sarah Helen Whitman. They wrote letters back and forth, dated for a couple months, ended up becoming engaged, and she ended their relationship because he said he would stop drinking and he did not. So she was frustrated and was done and ended up breaking up with him. Like, don't lie to people and say you quit drinking when you don't. That's just a recipe for a disaster. <laughs> just be straight up and honest. Uh, looks like that he died on October 7th, 1849. He was missing for five days before he was found in Baltimore at a polling place called Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles. And they were known to have been associated with cooping which was a voting process where big thug men would drug victims, force them to go from place to place voting for a specific candidate wearing different disguises so that no one would recognize who they were, and then when they were done with them, they'd just like, throw them out and leave them to die. So, not the best practice there, people. And when they found Edgar, he was really bad dressed in somebody else's clothes, not even his. He was completely delirious. Um, and another source said that in late September he got on a train to go home from New York to Philadelphia, but he never arrived in Philadelphia. And a week later he appeared outside of Ryan's Tavern, disheveled and delirious, wearing clothes that didn't fit, and he was taken to the hospital in an almost trans-like state 
where he was rambling and calling out for somebody named Reynolds. So these two stories are kind of contradictory and I could find evidence for both of them, but I have no idea which one is correct. So those, those last like two weeks of him going missing, nobody really knows what happened to him. But it kind of sounds like to me that he got cooped by those people if when they found him he was wearing somebody else's clothes and wasn't coherent and was delirious. That sounds like he was <laughs> drugged and forced to do things and just thrown out. So that would be my guess, but I don't really know. And the, the experts don't really know. There's nothing written down. Nobody really knows. So, yeah. After he was taken to the hospital, he died the next day. For some reason, they didn't perform an autopsy and just wrote the cause of death as congestion of the brain. Which, what does that even mean? And he was buried two days later, which is a little kind of fast, by a cousin. Don't know which cousin... Don't know why that was the cousin that buried him. No information, it just says cousin. So he was buried two days later by a cousin in Baltimore's Westminster Hall and burying ground in an unmarked grave in his father, his grandfather's plot. And only seven people went to his funeral. And one of the people there said that the ceremony was, um, to use his words, both cold-blooded and unchristian-like. So, not the greatest send-off. It doesn't sound like sad that that would be a thing, but it is what it is, I guess. And uh, 11 years later, a cousin paid for a monument, but the stone was destroyed by a train that crashed into a stone carver's shop, which, somebody tell me how a train could crash into a stone carver's shop. Where was the stone carver shop that a train was in the way of it and run into it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that happened. That's weird. And then they didn't do anything after that. They just took that as a sign that they shouldn't do it, so they didn't. And it took 26 years for teachers and students to raise enough money for a, pro a proper monument to be placed in his honor next to... A cemetery gate of the cemetery that he was buried in and at one point they did decide to move his body to a new location and as they were moving his body to the new location his coffin broke and <laughs> the remains of what was left of him kind of came out a little bit so there was people that were there that took portions of things that fell out or the coffin and used them as like prized possessions now. So, yeah. Anyway. Some of these same people that were very kind and decided to build a monument for him also thought that he should be buried next to his wife. So they decided to move his wife to be buried next to him and it was... Um, it took 40 years to get her there from when she died to being buried next to him. So that's a long time. Very sad. Not the best. 
Very weird side note. The NFL team, the Baltimore Ravens, got their name from Poe's story, The Raven. So, that's all the information I have about him that I could find. Come follow us on all the stuffs pod, and we will be posting things about all of the poems that he wrote, all the stories, any of those random information that we can give you. I cannot pronounce a lot of them, that's why I didn't talk about them right here, because I didn't want to disrespect the titles, because I cannot, I cannot pronounce them. But we will try to do a little more justice to that in our, um, in our posts on Instagram. So, feel free to follow us, and thanks for joining us today on All the Stuff's Pod and learning about Edgar Allan Poe. Hope that you enjoyed it. Have a great night!